Why do you feel bad when somebody's being demonically manipulated? The demons have to be cast out. Pain has to be healed. But truth has to be spoken to set captives free. Today is the day of salvation. This is what you've been waiting for. Get ready for a night of Holy Ghost power. September 22nd, Miracles, Signs, and Wonders. Register now at FiredUpConference.com. We have been purchased by the blood of Jesus, and there is no weapon that's formed against us that can prosper. And we will not listen to any diabolical lie and believe a lie. We are vessels, vessels of the Holy Spirit, pure. God wants us to walk in purity. He, we will house the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, what we think, what we come in agreement with, what we believe, that matters. Say, it matters what I come in agreement with. I'm going to come in agreement with the Word of God and not anything else unless it lines up with the Word of God, correct? So the, the topic tonight that I'm going to bring is LGBTQ, and, the, and I've titled it Demonic Defilement from the Pit of Hell. Demonic Defilement from the Pit of Hell. We're going to go through some scriptures, and you're going to see just how unbiblical this is because you will have people, Christians and, and churches and the like, that will literally come out and say, I don't know why God made this. I don't know. When you figure it out, come and tell me. But the Bible is very clear. We don't need to have any confusion where the Bible is not confused. Jesus is not confused. The word of God is not confusing. We should not be confused. It is written. It is written down. We know exactly what it says. Just read it. Just read it with the eyes of your understanding. Let the eyes of your understanding be opened even now. And so, Father, right now, let any demonic assignment of any plaguing spirit, any deaf and dumb spirit be removed from them in the name of Jesus. For you did not call me to this pulpit so that we can just play church. But you've called me to this pulpit so that things that need to be exposed are exposed. And that we have the heart of God in the matter the whole time. But yet we are not afraid to call sin, sin. We will love the individual, but we must hate the sin. So I thank you, Lord God. We will not have our mouths silenced. You will not have your mouth silenced in the name of Jesus. Amen? So encouraging pride as a lifestyle and even the false representation of the rainbow is a direct assault against our creator God who will punish the disobedient. So first let's look at who we are as God-fearing, Bible-believing believers. First let's look at who we are. Amen? We are kept by the power of God through faith in him, which is 1 Peter 1.5. We are kept. You are kept by the power of God through faith. Say, through faith in Jesus, I am kept by the power of God. I am kept by his eternal strong hand. You are kept by the eternal strong hand of the Lord. Don't you tell me I'm not going to say something because it's going to offend somebody. Your silence will allow someone to go right to hell and you didn't say something because you were afraid and you wanted to be politically correct. But there's no political correctness when somebody is dying and you're just watching and not saying anything, right? So uh, Psalm 121, 3 and 4. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. 
He will neither slumber, he will not sleep, and he will not allow your foot to be moved. We have to have more confidence in what the word of the Lord says to us than what somebody, some agenda, some cultural assignment tells us. He will not allow you to be moved. Say, I'm not going to be, he will not allow me to be moved. He's not allow my foot to be moved in the name of Jesus, right? Psalm 34, 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are, and his ears are open to their cry. Psalm 34, 15. His divine presence lives on the inside of us and we are partakers of his divine nature according to 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. It is his divine presence living on the inside of us. We are partakers of the divine nature of Christ. So his inheritance is incorruptible. It is undefiled and it will not fade away according to 1 Peter 1, 4. It's not going to fade away. His, his, his inheritance is incorruptible, undefiled, and it will not fade away. Say it with me. Incorruptible, undefiled, will not fade away. Our inheritance is our salvation through Christ the Son. Our inheritance is our salvation. But it is our job. It is your job to keep yourselves from being polluted by the world. It's our job to keep ourselves from being polluted. And the day and the hour we live in, we need to make sure we really, we live this out. Because we are bombarded. Every, every way you turn, you know, your children and children's children, they, you know, they, they're being bombarded. Every commercial and song and just anything, the bombardment is there. We have to keep a watchful eye. We must keep ourselves also, therefore, being alert for them. We must keep ourselves from being polluted from the world. James 127. James 127. Religion that God considers pure and undefiled is to look at is to look after the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep yourselves unstained, unspotted, without defilement, and uncorrupted by the world. James 127. Uncorrupted. It is our job to keep ourselves pure, clean, right? So that was number one, who we are in Christ. Number two, secondly, how do we keep ourselves from being polluted by the world? 1 Peter 1.13. 1 Peter 1.13. By girding up the loins of your mind. The enemy's after your mind. By girding up the loins of your mind. All of your minds, every single one of you, every single one of you that's listening to the sound of my voice, by girding up the loins of your minds. In other words, prepare your mind for action, church. We must prepare our mind for action. We cannot allow just any thought just because you know the person and you feel sorry because you know them. We are to love the individual, but we cannot tolerate what God calls sin. In the Old Testament, they would gather up their long robes and they would tuck them into their belts so that they could be ready to move quickly. Okay? So they would gather up their robes. They would tuck them into their belts so that they would move quickly. So your loins is your hip area. That's, that's where they would wear their belt. So to give you a word picture, the picture here is that they would gather up their robes. And they would tuck them into their belts so that they would not be hindered. In other words, when they went quickly, they wouldn't have a tripping hazard. No tripping hazard. No tripping hazard here either, not even in our minds, because we're referring to our minds. This is a word picture of how they dressed in the Old Testament. 
but it actually speaks to us about our minds. The enemy wants to trip you up in your mind, but you need to keep everything very tight. We put the belt of truth on, right? That's what the Bible tells us to put on. We have to put on the armor of God. Part of the armor of God is the belt of truth. They literally put their robe, tucked it into the belt so that they wouldn't trip when they went and they went about doing the work that they needed to do, right? So the enemy always tries to trick you. He's a deceiver. He's the master deceiver, but God. So we are to gather our thoughts. We are to make sure that our thoughts are, which are the loins of our mind, and we make them obedient to the word of God. Are we doing this? Because 2 Corinthians 10, 6 tells us to do this. Make every thought captive. Take it captive. Make it captive. So the reason so many people are falling into deception and into lies are that is because they're not girding up the loins of their minds. They're, they're not doing this scripture. They're tripping over their thoughts as one would trip over a long robe. There's no mistakes in the Bible. God speaks. And if you can read the Old Testament to the New Testament, and you will see the parallels, and you will see the same thread, the same theme, God still speaking, and he brings it all together for that that has a mind that want to understand. If you have a mind to want to understand, then you will literally, you'll see the thread. God doesn't change. So know this. You were not redeemed by, a corru by corruptible things, right, like silver or gold. But with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the lamb without blemish, the lamb without spot. Amen. Hallelujah. We were not redeemed with corruptible things. But the blood of Jesus. So I have been redeemed by the incorruptible, undefiled blood of Jesus that will not fade away. You have been redeemed by the incorruptible, undefiled blood of Jesus that will not fade away. Say it with me. I have been, I've been redeemed by the incorruptible, undefiled blood of Jesus that will not fade away. We have to know this, church. I am kept by the power of God through faith in him. You are kept by the power of God through your faith. Through your faith in him, he keeps you. In other words, he's going to keep you from falling. He's going to keep you from being deceived. He's going to keep you from going the wrong way if you keep yourself in the love of God. There should be no fear for a believer in Christ Jesus. So it is my job to stay in faith as I gird up the loins of my mind and make every thought captive and obedient. Amen. To the living logos, to the word of God. So though the message of the cross is foolishness, this is 1 Corinthians 1.18 for those taking notes. Though the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. The message of the cross is the power of God to those who are being saved. But what is it to those that are perishing? Foolishness. It's fool. I'm going to read it again. 1 Corinthians 1.18. Though the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. The cross is only foolishness to those that don't believe. But to you and I who believe, it is actually the power of God. That's why we get so excited when we come to a, a service and we're just, we're gathered together and we're just like, wow, there's nothing we can't do. The power of God moves through us. We are literally kept by his mighty hand and his power moves through us and we believe it, right? Because we are being saved. God is the one that, he says, we are being saved, so therefore it's the power of God. God has made the, he has made the foolish, the wisdom of this world. We preach Christ crucified to the Jews 
a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are being called, Christ is the power of God through the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 1, 23 and 24. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men, but God has chosen us, church. He has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. He has chosen you, church of God, and the weak things of the world to put to shame the strong. That's why when you're weak, you are strong in him because you rely upon him, depend upon him, right? Hallelujah. So if the world thinks that the message of the cross is foolishness, it's because they're perishing. You don't have to wonder why they think the message of the cross is foolishness. It's because they're perishing. Their minds are still unregenerated. Thirdly, with, this, with the progressive gay rights movement and June being what some refer to as Pride Month. I mean, there's nobody, I don't think anybody that hasn't heard that. that we all know it, right? So with June being what some refer to as Pride Month, let us focus on what the Bible says about this topic. James 4, 6, God opposed, which means he resists. He opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And what do they call their, their, their month? Pride. But God does what to the pride? He resists. He opposes. And they pridefully pronounce their pride parades and their pride month. And I don't want you to be jaded by it. We can't be jaded. We cannot just be like, well, I know it's a no, no, it should set off alarms. God opposes the pride. He opposes, okay? He resists, but he gives grace to the humble. James 4 6. It is it is pride to pervert the scriptures, church. It's it's pride to pervert the scriptures and to live by another gospel. It's totally pride. Genesis 1.27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. If more churches would just speak the truth of the Bible, we wouldn't have the Christian church that doesn't know what God says on this topic. Lauren Daigle was reported, she said, was recorded saying, I don't know what God has to say about um, gays and homosexual lifestyles. I know a lot of people that are homosexual. I don't know what the Bible says about that. It's kind of confusing. She said, but when you find out, please let me know. Are you kidding me right now? So then therefore you're not in your word because there shouldn't be any confusion. It's very clear. It's very clear. And we're going to, it's going to get more clear before this message is over. So he, first of all, he did not create anyone as a transgender. He didn't create anybody as a, que as a queer, nor homosexual, nor lesbianism, nor gay or bisexual. But how did he create us? I just read you the scripture. Male and female, he created them. Say it with me. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1.27. So these mentioned here, what I just got done, gay lesbian, queer, all that. These that are mentioned, they are nothing more. Please hear me. They are nothing more than demonic deception. 
That is what it is. It is demonic deception that's rising up from the pit of hell that has been sent to defile anyone whose minds are not regenerated by the purity of the gospel. Minds that are not regenerated by the purity of the gospel. These are nothing more than the hounds of hell, the hordes of hell, demonic powers and principalities that have literally infiltrated the hearts and the minds of those that have been deceived. They've deceived people. That's all it's been. And the, a lot of the church stands by and says, well, I feel bad for them. Listen, why, why do you feel bad when somebody's being demonically manipulated? The demons have to be cast out. Pain has to be healed. But truth has to be spoken to set captives free. It's a, it's a demonic captivity. Leviticus 18 and verse 22 as well as verse 20 and 13. So Leviticus 18, 22, and Leviticus 20, verse 13. The Bible says that it is an abomination for a man to lie with, with a man as a woman or for a woman to lie with another woman as a man. How clear is that? It is a, an abomination. It says it's an abomination for a man to lie with a man as a woman and for a woman to lie with another woman as a man. It's abnormal. It's an abomination. That's what Leviticus says. Oh, and then you'll have those that say, but that's the Old Testament, which is still the Bible, church. But that's okay. Let them say that. Let's go on over to Romans 1. Romans 1, 26 and 27. Paul condemns lustful same-sex behavior between two men or two women, and he calls it shameful. He calls it shameful, and he calls it dishonoring. Because they're dishonoring their bodies. Abomination, shameful, and a dishonoring of their bodies. That's what grieves my heart. As I see these individuals so deceived, so taken in by a deceptive, lustful spirit, but they are literally dishonoring their bodies, church. And because of deception, they're unaware. 